tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It has been a very good 12 months or so for our latest guest on Soundtracking, producer Emma Tillinger-Koskoff. In addition to our work on the well-received Uncut Gems and The Souvenir, Emma has also had mainstream success with Joker and The Irishman, which saw her continue a long-standing partnership with none other than Martin Scorsese. Plenty more on that shortly. First, a quick question. Do you like to keep up to date with all things technology? The web, gadgets, your laptop. Then how about trying Computer Active, the UK's best-selling fortnightly computer magazine? Now. Have to admit, I'm a bit of a tech head, but one that doesn't really understand or enjoy all the complicated jargon that comes with it. That's why I've really enjoyed the variety and the tone of the articles, advice and information that comes with Computer Active, from how to protect your data to the best antivirus software. It's a fantastic way of staying up to date and helping me get the very best out of my various bits of technology. And for being a listener of Soundtracking, we have a very special offer for you, whether you prefer digital or a print version. Subscribe now and you get three issues for £1, along with a 15-piece PC repair toolkit as a welcome gift. After that, every issue will be hand-delivered every fortnight at no extra cost. And if at any time you want to cancel, you will be refunded any unmailed issues. So, to get your first three issues in print and digitally for £1, plus the added bonus of a free PC repair kit, head to getcomputeractive.co.uk forward slash soundtracking. That's getcomputeractive.co.uk forward slash soundtracking. And so to Emma, the Irishman and Joker, which of course was scored by our former guest, Hilda Goodnotier. So it's with one of Hilda's cues from the film that we begin. Arthur comes to Sophie.
I'm so glad we got this to happen, Me Emma. Me too. So glad. Thank you, Edith. I, oh, Thank my, you. My pleasure. I mean, I tell you what, if there's if there's women, girls out there who are thinking, I really want to get into film and I really want to, you're such a great inspiration, I think, for just look what you can do and look who you can work with and look what you can produce through hard work and a love of film. Oh, true. What a year you've had. Yeah, Holy I mean, I... crap. I, yeah. <laughs> well, been, I mean, what, what a, an amazing, like, you know... It's been... It's, but this no, this year, year has been incredible. It certainly has. Um, I'm not quite sure how I... How I got there but um yeah no i think i was one of the few people to be very i was one of the few people holding on for dear life to 2019 <laughs> not not looking forward to it to to the new year yeah no 2019 2020 dream come true but yeah no you know i've worked really really hard yeah. really really hard um i'm extremely lucky that i've worked with wildly talented filmmakers so you know i stand on all of, of their shoulders really but um yeah, you know, I started out of high school. I didn't go to college. I just knew that I wanted to do something in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And um, I I just really started working in any any department that I could PA, you know, jo- yeah. get a PA job in. And um, I, when I really, my first, one of my first film jobs was here, actually, in London. I came and worked on Louis Mal's film Damage. Oh, wow. And I was a set PA in the assistant director department. And I got to work very closely with the assistant directors and Louis. And I knew immediately that that is where I wanted to be. And I wanted to work closely with the director. Um, yeah. So that's really when I first realized that's what I want to be doing. When you, you know, with this year with, with Joker, um, with the Irishman, but then also your involvement in um, Uncut Gems and the Souvenir as well, you yeah. know, that's an amazing collection of of films and, and throwing your weight and support to those smaller films as well as being part of these huge, wonderful productions that I've seen so much success just in terms of the recognition from film fans not you know putting the awards to one side sure. sort of thing but for you in terms of when you're working on a project or for example someone like Todd phones you up and go hey I want you to come and work on Joker what's the what's the catch what's the thing that grabs you and hooks you in uh well you know Todd so I read a script a couple mm-hmm. of years ago and Todd and I had met and prior to me reading the Joker script and hit it off and just he's somebody who um, he's, ext- he's very charming. He's incredibly um, erudite, um, wildly talented and just a great guy. So <laughs> I, I had a, you know, fell in love with him upon meeting him. And then Marty and I were going to produce Joker as a together and partner with Todd and produce it as a company for a million reasons, mainly schedule. Marty had to pull out. Todd asked if I'd be able to stay on and and produce it with him. Mm -hmm. Um, The film's being shot in New York. Obviously, I was uh, had just finished Irishman. Uh, Irishman was posting in New York. So it all was sort of a perfect storm of scheduling that worked out brilliantly. Um, so aside from being a huge Todd Phillips fan, the script was so incredible. It's one of the best scripts I've read in my career, period, wow. at the end. And comic book genre is not really my my thing. Um, I don't dislike it. I just, it's not, it's not my thing. So I don't, re- I never really knew a, a lot about the Joker character. And I wanted to keep it that way, yeah. Um, through the through the through uh, the shoot, you know, to really sort of. So I had a real objective 
uh, point of view on what we were doing. But yeah, no, I was drawn to obviously Todd, the script, Joaquin, you know, the whole package it was, I mean, it was a dream come true, impossible to say no to. Yeah. It's, um, it's really interesting. He's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think he's probably bored of the sight of me now because I've done so many Q&As with him over this award season. But I find something different to talk to him about about this film every time. And it's the same when you watch it. You totally. get a different experience or you find something new within it. It's so nuanced and layered yeah. and it's it's so it's such a clever production. Yeah. The music plays such an important part oh. in in the whole story of that film in terms of that history of Hilda and her reacting to the script, you know, yes. physically with her cello and, yes. and that music. Were you involved in that process to or privy to any of that or how, how involved do you get in that sort not, of thing? Not so much, not so involved. You know, Todd had, had um, you know, was determined to have Hilda. Yeah. He and I think Hilda was, I feel like Hilda came a little bit before I came on board. Yeah, and she did. She had this visceral reaction to it and had sent Todd music, just temp, just hear some thoughts <laughs> and of, of initial thoughts from the script. And that's what's in the movie. You know, those relationships and those partnerships are so intimate. And so um, it's it's really the the, the, the the artist, the director and the and the composer. So, you know, again, that's really Todd's yeah. domain and, mm-hmm. and 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 his space to, to, to work with Hilda. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to hear what what comes out of that. And yeah there to help facilitate anything I can I, I can for them. But amazing to think that that kind of full circle as well of how playing that music on set while oh. shooting and Joaquin's react, you know, oh. and, and almost helping him inform how he, he finds elements of that character or those characters. Yeah, 100%. You know, that beautiful bathroom ballet, you know, uh, you know, you really, you know, you, you know what's on the page, you know what you're shooting every day, but really when you have you know, uh, a, a, an extraordinary um, actor mm. in you know that is Joaquin Phoenix. You never, you never quite know what's going to show up on the on the day, right? So I'll never forget. I was in the trailer, whatever. I came on to set, and there the music was going, and th- there was the ballet dance happening. And I, I, I really, I did an about face and quietly sort of, you know, scampered away and back to the trailer because I was so 
I could not quite believe what I was seeing, and I felt like I had almost intruded. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just get out and let them, <laughs> let them continue. It was that moving. It was that visceral of a, yeah. of a reaction for me too. It was amazing. I mean, the way that Marty works with music is extraordinary. And, and I, I was listening on the way here to to the score for Silence. Oh. Talk about crafting the, the sound specifically. So he does that way, but then also the way that he uses needle drops as well is, is kind of historically Historic. phenomenal. Yeah. But can we go back a bit before sure. we talk about Irishman and just how you started working with Marty? And of was course. The, was the Departed the first? Or? Yeah. So Departed was my first producing credit, my associate producer on the film. I had started working with Marty in 2002 um, as his assistant um, towards the this award circuit bit of Gangs of New York. And then I did Aviator with him, and then I got promoted in, in I think it was 2006, right around The Departed yeah. time. Yeah, so I had been 
I'd been working for, you know, years and years, and I had been working for Ted Demi before he yeah. passed away, and I'd been on sort of a producer trajectory, but I wanted to pull back the reins a little bit after he passed away and just go back to a, a an assistant job where I felt more comfortable and I needed that mentor that Marty yeah. is and, and somebody to really sort of wrap their arms around me and, and help me and, and uh, really mentor me, which Marty which Marty did. So, yeah, that's how we... It's so lovely because this time last year I sat with Thelma and spoke to her for the podcast when she was here to pick up her, just before she went yeah, to the fellowship. Sure. And she said exactly the same thing, you know, when she was starting out and, and he really fought her corner and really kind of... You know, that apparently, you know, she needed to be kind of part of the union and things mm-hmm. and all that kind of held up her working with him. And but he kind of really fought her court. And when he finds these people that he wants to work with and form relationships with creatively, his, his commitment is, is sounds like it's just extraordinary. But what an amazing opportunity and mentor to have. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, no. I mean, I feel like I always I always joke, but it's not a joke. It's I have the <laughs> greatest gig in town. I mean, I have the best job in the world. I'm the luckiest person, producer. That's because you're good at your job as well. You know, uh, no, I'll, 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 I'm, starting to, I'm starting to overcome a, just a little bit of my imposter syndrome and can kind of pat myself on the back. Um, really, ever since Silence, you know, Silence was really the film that I proved to to myself that I could really produce a film. Um, But, uh, you know, Marty's um, incredibly demanding. Um, He commands perfection across the board. He's, um, it's it's a tough job, but Mm -hmm. it's the greatest job. And he's, you know, he elevates everybody who works with him and he like I said he commands the best of you and he brings out the best in in you so um and it was you know it was interesting going to do a film without him I was really really nervous and terrified actually and you know felt oh god I don't know that I can do this without him uh you know and you know struggled for a little bit internally mm-hmm. but then you know you know Todd welcomed me with such um open arms and and really you know I was I was very transparent with him about my my I don't know if I, you've got the right person here but he was uh he was he was lovely and 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 really nurturing as well mm-hmm. so it was it was great but no Marty's the greatest teacher the greatest friend he's he's everything for me you know I was very lucky to do a couple of Q&A's with you guys and you know I was kind of inside I had like a fireworks display going on you know in terms of being sat next to him but just hearing and and feeling his enthusiasm for for his craft and for his his films but his passion and as a film fan as well is just oh it's it's infectious it's unbelievable he's a complete encyclopedia (laughs) it's you know yeah he his his the wealth of knowledge and love and passion is infectious and awe-inspiring can we talk a little bit about silence because yeah i I watched them i love those hollywood reporter round tables that that you do because you never get that opportunity to to hear, you know, a collection of producers sit and talk about their work, their experience on a particular film. And so I, I kind of deep dive into those every year yeah. when they happen. I love them. Oh, good. But, um, but it was really interesting to hear you talk about silence. And for you, it was so many things. You mentioned it being kind of almost proving yourself as a producer, but also that what it asked of you was yeah. enormous. 
it wasn't it was a very different experience from from what you'd done previously oh, yeah. from what I from what I, Oh I, yeah no yeah. it was it was you know first of all it took years and years and years to come together when we when it when it did come together you know we had we had great financiers and but we had a finite amount of money you know we we shot the film in taiwan by the way one of the greatest places on earth to shoot i i I keep hoping we'll i'll end up back there again i mean just the most wonderful country and the most wonderful people but challenging you know we had here we are making arguably one of the most important Japanese novels. We don't have the, you know, it's all about, you know, you want to you want to do right by the mm-hmm. novel, you want to do right by, you know, the Japanese. We did not have the money to shoot in Japan. Everything has to be as authentic authentic as it can be. Yeah. We were bringing in Japanese background from Japan. We were bringing in Japanese artisans to work in all different departments. We had five different languages being spoken on set, which equals that many translators, yeah. rugged, rugged terrain, um, inclement, insane weather, earthquakes, uh, you know, y- you name it. And, and really a, a schedule and a budget that did not allow for anything but pushing through those elements. I've said it before I was brought to my knees daily. I lost 30 pounds <laughs> through sheer stress and anxiety. You know, I moved my family there for eight months. It was the greatest experience it was the hardest experience um i've never learned so much i am so incredibly proud of that movie and and marty's work on that movie and so incredibly proud to be a part of that movie and uh yeah i i i i look back on that movie and i don't think that i'll ever produce or be a part of a film that's more close to my heart and more important to me than that film wow it's i mean it's for us as film fans, it's such a physical experience watching it. Yeah, you know, in terms of, and that's that's, and that's down to 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 the whole atmosphere that has been created by um, by Marty and, and that scored as well by by Catherine and Kim. Yeah, is um, it's so, I mean, it's kind of par- perfect. You can't imagine anything else being woven into right to to that sort of story. No, it's pretty special. With that, did they come on board after it was shot, or were they? Yeah, what point? They, were they? came on. Yeah, I want to say they came on during. You no, know, Kim. Kim is brilliant. I mean, that's that that score is 
extraordinary mm. and and so quietly powerful because it feels like you know when you when you, when you listen to i was listening to it today just the score so you you know without the pictures and stuff right you visualize everything that yeah you remember seeing and you're also creating things that you maybe haven't seen through it but it feels so woven into it that you go god it must have been written whilst they were there whilst they were shooting it because it's so right. ingrained and in, right in, in all of all of it it's it's extraordinary yeah it's really yeah. powerful yeah That's the thing that he that Marty does well, whether it's his relationships with Howard Shore, yeah, on on films, and is is music anything that you do get involved in at any point? You know, you with 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 it be with it be Howard Shore, with it be helping facilitate those needle drop tracks and and how he can access them. I mean, I'd read I I interviewed Mick Jagger a few years back, yeah. and um, I kind of said to him, so surely you know. Mr. Scorsese doesn't even need to ask for. He went. Oh no, he still needs to. Oh, ask he for does. Him. Oh yeah, because Mick doesn't control ninety nine percent of his stuff. Um, yeah, no. Um, you know, Marty. Marty's knows the music as he's yeah. you know prepping his script. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he really does, and he works very closely with Randall Poster, who's a music. Um, supervisor extraordinaire he's yeah. just the greatest um, Marty works very closely with Robbie Robertson the greatest again like I'm just I just sit back like the rest of us and cannot wait to see <laughs> what 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 needle drops and what you know I think like like I, I was like God, I, I wonder what I wonder what Robbie's gonna get up to with Irishman <laughs> I am obsessed yeah. with his score in this film I think it is so genius yeah the harmonica I, I, I mean I, I I love it it's one of my favorite scores
No, I just make the deals and I just make sure that... You do the hard work. I do, I, yeah, I do kind of... Um, <laughs> That stuff, because you never want to go, you never want to say to Marty, you can't have that, sorry, you know. So Randy, you know, Randy, I work with Randy really closely, mm -hmm. and, and Kelly Cribbener post-soup, and we, we make that all happen. Yeah, I think Shutter Island's one of my favorite scores. Fabulous. As well, in terms of the way that that Max Richter tracks Oh, you. it's incredible. And yeah, it's very... Really special. I love that film so yeah, much. Me too. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, also, I was um, not that I've been stalking you or anything, but you know, I kind of been looking and reading stuff. And uh, someone asked you about a film that you would take to Desert Island, and you you said um, Mike Nichols Silkwood. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that film? Because weirdly, one of my favourite films growing up was Day of the Dolphin, uh -huh. which I think I must have watched about eighty times as a kid. I, I mean, it's a random film, but I just love that film so much. And yeah. I think he is a filmmaker is he just he he surprised you i think with everything that he did he never wanted to be put in a box to be a certain type of filmmaker mm -hmm. that i always felt like he would you'd be so excited to see what was next because it was a, it, not that it was unexpected but he never kind of laid back on his laurels to kind of keep producing Mike. the same type yeah, yeah right. the same type of thing yeah you know i grew up you know in, in rural connecticut um i actually grew up with mike's son max but that's not why Silkwood's <laughs> my, my, uh, you know, my dad would, t we would go to the movies a lot. We had one movie theater in, in our, in our little town and, and he would take me to all sorts of movies, appropriate or inappropriate. Yeah. And I can't remember what age I was, but I remember just watching that and the horror of, you know, what was going on in that story. The acting, I, I was, I, I, I mean, I, you know, of course, as everybody bowed down to Meryl Streep, I, I, I was, absolutely blown away by that performance mm -hmm. kurt russell Cher. Yeah. oh i mean just everything but particularly the story and i love i i you know i'm drawn to you know true stories mm -hmm. drama um i you know i think mike is a wonderful filmmaker and he make you know his films are his films are are extremely accessible mm -hmm. to all ages and 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 w whether you think you're 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 it doesn't interest you it does you know they're also kind of timeless universe they're timeless they're, yes yeah. so you know it's just a movie that i keep going back to and I, I don't i don't know why i keep going back to to that i keep going back to um uh heartburn i go back mm -hmm. to i don't know i just go back to mike a lot and i i yeah i just love that movie silkwood i love amazing grace at the end I, there's just you know i, I just the, 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 the shots of her getting the radiation baths you know i yeah. just i don't know there's something that really really struck me in that film that i just love and i i think you hit it on the head too it, they are timeless films mm -hmm. and, and they're accessible that um yeah that amazing grace that version of that oh. is just it's unbelievable heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me Grace that 
taught my heart to fear and grace my fears released how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed and then the George de la Rue score as well and and then Noah Baumbach cites you know George as being a, 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 a composer and, and Greta as well that they they kind of just cite as being huge inspirations to them as well and it's wonderful that these these kind of storytellers keep coming up in people's inspiration yeah it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really cool. Um, let's talk Irishman because yeah. this, I, I guess, similarly to Silence, when you know Mr. Scorsese has an idea of a film that he wants to make, he's going to make that film. Absolutely. You know, come, come hell or high water. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Silence was that. Irishman was that as well. Yeah. Absolutely. How long has it been in the pipeline? So Irishman's been in the pipeline about 12 years. You know, silence definitely was priority number one. So we, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, it's been 12 years getting this movie made. I mean, we, we, you know. <laughs> You've been doing stuff. First of all, yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody's <laughs> schedules, you know, and we had to, Marty had to do silence first. And then we, we said we were going to go right into this, which we did. Um, so it's been um, a long time coming. Uh, thank God for Netflix. I just want to say because nobody was interested in making this movie. I can't get my head around that. That Martin I, Scorsese can't get Martin Scorsese, Bob De Niro, Joe Pesci, yeah, and Al Pacino Gino. can't get this movie made, and they really couldn't in a traditional studio system. You know, I don't. Why? Uh, you know, exactly. I, I I I don't know. I don't. I probably should pay more attention to you know them running the numbers and what means that I don't I don't know the models that go into why people greenlight a movie and why they don't but we literally could not get the film made. That being said, I don't think I think everything came together as it should, as they say. You know, fate. I think yeah that that it was meant to be now for for many reasons. But yeah, no, it was really Netflix who got us to the starting line. Ted Sarandos, Scott Stuber, best ever love them would do anything with them they're the most supportive um and i don't just mean because they paid for the movie they they all of netflix you know every department just it's it's like a family and 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 you feel so supported across the board there's no problem that can't be worked out you know I, i it was never a scary phone call to the studio or it was never a scary incoming phone call you know it was just always a conversation and how can we work through whatever yeah. issue we were dealing with at any given time but so thank you thank you thank you netflix <laughs> netflix netflix <laughs> thank um you. Uh, yeah so it, it took a while and and you know the shoot was uh, we you know we had we had to also redevelop that technology thank god mm-hmm. ilm and pablo hellman the genius that they are and that took some years it's like you say, sort of serendipity thing, where it's like you know the technology wasn't ready, so you can't you know that it goes goes back, and then it finally catches up, and then it is all that thing that things slot in and they happen for a reason. Yeah. But in terms of the kind of scale of this this film, which are the, the kind of the numbers, and I loved it when we did a Q and A, and 
and and um, I feel weird calling him Marty because I don't know him and I feel like I should oh, be calling no. him. You can call him Marty. Can I thank yeah. him? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know that and I, and you, he was like, how many days was it? One hundred and nine? You know, it was one hundred and eight. And you can yeah. you know on the, it's like no, it was one hundred and eight shoot days, one hundred and seventeen locations and three hundred and nineteen scenes. Exactly. Holy crap! Yes, exactly. And exactly. that's you. That's you. That's that's that's, that's you. Yeah, that's I mean that's that, 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 running all that. That's me and a and a, and a, a tremendous team of people. Richard. Richard Barada, Carla Reich, David Webb, my oh heaven, unbelievable first assistant director. Um, I know I have a team of remarkable, incredible people who 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 make us get through those schedules and those locations and those days together. Um, I lead the charge, yes, but not without them. Yeah, it was crazy, and I know those numbers so well because you literally are like, I I still cannot believe it. You know, three hundred and seventeen scenes. I think we had. 190 speaking roles. I'd have to double check that one. But yeah, no, it was, we were a massive footprint. We were making two, two, sometimes three moves a day, company moves a day. That's, 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 that's a lot. And you've got, you've, you've got the guys who aren't spring chickens, but they're, you know, a mate. So you want to make sure like, are you, you know, is this too much? You want to make sure that, you know, they're, creative spaces is, is is not being you know yeah. rushed along and that they're not too exhausted i mean it's taxing it's taxing shooting in new york yeah. for anybody yeah you know and when you have to give those incredible performances and yeah it was, it was wild it was well, wild can you remember the first what the first day of shoot was like the first day of shooting we shot it was an, it was it was sort of a a light day. We shot the um, Italian American sense of security. <laughs> yeah, we we shot we shot over on Randall's Island. We shot the Italian American. What was um, Columbus Circle? The shooting. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! What is wrong with me? The Columbo shooting, and it was it was actually a very small area with a lot going on and you know everyone dressed period and and we had some stunts in the shooting and it was it was uh yeah it was interesting it was interesting it was it was it was it was probably the easiest day we <laughs> we had <laughs> I, of 108 days yeah of 108 <laughs> days and then what is that feeling like when he oh. he calls you know cut and that's the last day of shooting Oh, on, I mean, on, your job's not done on, then, on, on day 108. Yeah. It's a sad moment for all, I'll tell you. Even as hard as a job as it is, everybody on that set knows how profoundly lucky they are to be on that set. Nobody shoots a film the way Martin Scorsese shoots a film. It is a honor and a privilege to be on that set. And every single person from our, you know, set PAs to our electrics to our key grips to our camera operators to our actors know that and it's it's a sad moment when that when we when we picture rap a film does he ever play music on set mm, not really yeah uh-uh Marty has a a very a very quiet not, not that you can't play music on a set but i mean he he he, he just has a concentrated quiet workspace yeah what do you love about your job what do you love about producing i love making stuff happen i love um i love being able to facilitate and 
I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a caretaker by nature. You know, I'm, I'm a codependent, like, you know, mama bear freak like that. So I love to take care of people. I love to uh, get things done. Um, I love to make things happen. And I love a challenge and, and making movies is challenging. And, and uh, yeah, I just like, I, 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 I love prepping it all and, and seeing it all come, come, come together. And I love if, if I don't love when things go wrong, but if something goes wrong and I, I'm able to, you know, I just get right in there and, and uh, fix it and, and shield and protect my director from the insanity that is everyday filmmaking, <laughs> yeah. because it is really, really fucking hard to make a movie. So yeah. I enjoy the challenge. I love it. And I love the, the family atmosphere. I love the crew. You know, we're all one big family. We're all working together to, you know, make some beautiful and important art, I hope. And I think that that's kind of, you know, you see how the film has been recognized in, in awards and it's it's across all those different departments yeah. that are being recognized. And that's testament to, you know, to, to the ship that you guys man, yeah. you know, in terms of those people want to do the best they possibly can for for you and Marty and, and make the best film they possibly yep. can. And the fact that it's been awarded for, you know, everything, you know, from, from director to, to costumes, oh, yeah. set design to all that it's it shows that that's that every department is as important as the other absolutely absolutely i certainly don't set out to make films for awards however it is such a nice bonus and the recognition for both of these films has been above and beyond yeah. and i am so so very proud of of everybody um who really put their blood, sweat, tears, hearts, everything into into these films. Yeah, I'm just so I'm I'm so proud that everybody's been recognized. Yeah. And and congratulations as well. I mean uh, what uncut gems, what yeah. a film, bloody oh, hell. Those guys I discovered a new vein in my neck that I didn't know I had. Hilarious. They're the greatest. <laughs> Did you get to talk to them at all? Not yet. Oh my but gosh. That's my, my li- oh it's so, what a film. Oh what a film. What a film. And I know. right till the you know the no, very right last the frame. No. You, oh no. The, fir- the first t- the first time I saw the movie finished finished like with everything yeah I went to a um, a Dolby they were doing a, a, a you know they were screening it at Dolby and they were gonna do a and a after with the sound mixers and Josh was like you gotta come you gotta come Emma. <laughs> I mean it's 9.30 in the morning but you gotta come and I was like oh, he's like because the sound you're never gonna hear it like this again you know and so I was like alright I'm coming I was like wow I mean, I I know the script well. I, I had seen it before, but sitting there listening, I mean, just start to finish, I was like a basket case after because you just can't. But it's it's brilliant. Adam Sandler, what a performance. Oh Holy cow. And to think that he wasn't going to do it for a minute. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. Crazy. He is an extraordinary actor. Um, I hope we see him in more roles like this. Yeah, no, th- those guys are, are, are fabulous. Marty yeah. and I had a small part in that, but... You know, just love to champion and support. Yeah, being an exec producer on something yeah. like that. Then, what does that mean that you 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 kind of? So we, you know, we'd been involved for a long time. I think yeah. it was like four or five years, but certainly before they had shot uh, Good Time. So, you know, really just anything from you know more Marty, more the creative stuff, looking at scripts, looking at cuts. I helped. You know, they, this was the first time they shot in New York as a union film, so they needed some a little bit of guidance yeah. there. So I jumped in wherever I could help because 
through working with Marty for so long, you know, were uh, were very well respected and loved in New York City. And um, so um, I jumped in wherever I could help them with 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 you know production issues yeah. or whatever. But we're just really there to help and support. And, yeah. You know, Marty lending his name and and his um, creative touches where need be. You know, are just we're, we're just there to. We just want to prom- nurture and promote and help. Mm. You know, young filmmakers. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. And young, I don't mean by young in age. I mean young in their career. Yeah, they could absolutely. be young or they could be older or whatever. Yes. I mean, I'm excited to see what the, you know, the Safdie brothers do next. Oh, it's me too. And, and Daniel's score for that as well is great. And then similar with the souvenir. Oh, my God. What a... Unbelievable. I, is the souvenir part two? Two, I can't wait. Yes. Oh, my God. This I know. Is great news. I saw her at London Film Critics the other night, Joanna, which one? I love it. Best yeah. um, British film. film yeah. Um and she's coming along, cutting away. I can't wait to see it. Oh, great. What, she's so fabulous. She's so fabulous. So you've got like quite a lot of different little things on the go then at the minute. I was, yeah. I was hoping you might get a holiday after this award. I, I am going to. I am. Good. Oscars are February 9th. My husband and I are <laughs> flying away on February 10th to a location far, far away um, where I'm just going to take six days and really... Um, six days. I'm going to take six days. <laughs> I have two kids. Course, yes, I have two kids who haven't seen me, you know, and 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 it feels like years. Um, no, and then we go. We're you know we're in we're actively prepping Killers of the Flower Moon, which then I go to Oklahoma and shoot that for eight months or something. De Niro and Leo. De Niro and Leo. Back with Leo. Hawaii. My boy, I love him. So excited. I rewatched Wolf of Wall Street recently. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Oh, what yeah, I know. He's film, a, he's man. unbelievable. Yeah. What a film. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And um, I talked to you for days, but I we've know. actually got a Q and A. I know. <laughs> Edith, this um, is so awesome. Thank, thank you. you. And, and let's do it again. And listen, Love I wish to. you all the luck in the world for this weekend, next weekend. But I'm just so excited about what's next as thank well. You. Thank you. You've been Emma. so wonderful throughout this whole time, really, oh, and the Q and A's. And I'm so excited that you're doing it tonight. Thank you so much. And thank nice. you for having me. From the score to Uncut Gems, that's Pure Elation by Daniel Lopatan. Rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with the fabulous Emma Tillinger-Koskov. And also, if you haven't seen Uncut Gems yet, you need to rectify that now. My huge thanks to Emma for taking the time to talk to us. Both The Irishman and Uncut Gems are available to watch now on Netflix with Joker and The Souvenir available on home entertainment formats. Now, if you want to listen to my chats with Todd Phillips and Hilda Goodnot here, head to edithbowman.com, which is also the place that you can subscribe to this podcast. 
please do follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK and do keep spreading the word if you do like what you hear. Next up, it is an absolute joy to welcome back the fabulous Todd Haynes, talking about his latest film, Dark Waters, which stars Mark Ruffalo and is a film that really gets under your skin and gets you thinking. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. Mm -hmm. 